time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey, it's time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast Year in Review Special. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always to help me break down this crazy year is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, the final yo, yo, yo of 2020. Can it really be? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We've got a lot to break down for you in this episode. We kind of teased it in the last episode of the Geeked Up Podcast. But, uh, you know... Crazy the year, whole year's gotta... worth of geeked, uh, geeked fun here, I guess, from Coronaville, oh, yeah. obviously. But been a crazy year, as well as a fun year. I guess we'll cover a lot of. We'll cover all the like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of both. News. There's been some entertaining news. I mean, a lot of shitty food. news, and then a lot of us desperately gripping on to entertainment to help get us through. So, thank God. <laughs> Honestly, though, if it wasn't for... I guess this is a pretty good way to start off the show. We hadn't really talked about it. But thank God we are in the geeked world, because what would we have done if we were, like, assholes that needed to go to the gym? And, like, me and you, like, mm-hmm. we each went hiking, like, twice. And, like, all right, dude, that's enough physical. Yeah. <laughs> That'll hold me over to the fucking watching movies <laughs> yeah. until fucking next June when I'll do it again. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you fucking went on a jog and immediately sprained your knee, and we're back on the couch. I didn't even fucking go that far. <laughs> so. Yeah, right? I mean, let's be honest. I uh, blew my knee out from light jogging, so... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, on your first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that was that. <laughs> time to pour a whiskey and uh, get comfy on the couch here. And hey, nothing wrong with that here, and, and I'm sure a lot of the geeks out there can relate. As uh, mm-hmm. uh, for so for some of us, quarantine has been a little bit easier than for others. And I guess for uh, if you happen <laughs> yeah. to be one of the geeks, I guess we're one of the lucky ones that have inside entertainment. We've got friends on the TV. I've got more friends on Netflix than I need in real life anyway. So fuck it. <laughs> I can stay in here <laughs> forever. <laughs> and of course, if you want to hear some of those friends, of course, listen to our Netflix and Chat Sister podcast, where we watched a uh, bunch of good movies this year in 2020. Um, of course, I would say check out our Halloween specials we did, which was a lot of fun. The uh, three Halloween movies we did. If you, you can stand the fright, uh, they're not that scary, but uh, <laughs> they're more hilarious <laughs> than scary. But still, very true. Very true. Um, if you want to listen to some of the other geeked up, just kind of other specials, because this is our year in review special, but we've had a lot of specials throughout the year. Of course, we had our Oscars uh, special. We had our five of year. Course. Where sorry. I nailed it. Second year in a row. Colin Parasite. We had our First election special. We had our Comic Con special. And of course, the big one, we had our big five year anniversary special where we had all of our past guests on. To yes. uh, catch us up with what they're up to, and the some of our guests even was, had to remind the five-year special. And uh, one of our guests, we even had to remind that he was a guest on the show, and that's why he was <laughs> on the five-year anniversary special. 
And I guess we'll be getting <laughs> into that a little bit later. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but in our award <laughs> ceremony, that dummy might be getting... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, of course, this has been the year too, where uh, me and Liam haven't, uh, you know, haven't done a show together since March, except via Zoom. I mean, we're talking coronavirus it was a really big story. I don't know if anyone else heard about it, but uh, we covered it <laughs> a lot here on the old show. And so thanks to us, was... the geeks know about COVID because we really, they really would be, uh, they really be uh, in the dark <laughs> if it wasn't for the Geek That Podcast on. Our Coronaville news. Of course, that was the birth of life in Coronaville here in the uh, Geeked Up podcast world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of up and downs, be it from the initial lockdowns and the shutdown in New York and the whole world, actually. You know, no restaurants, movie theaters, sporting events, everything. Done. Shut down. Boom. And then, Exit. Uh, 86. Off the menu. Summer, at least in New York, we started opening up a bit more outside dining, 25% capacity. If you were uh, the morons in Florida, I think this probably started for you in uh, January, <laughs> March, April. Yeah, if you're the governor of Florida, it never stopped. Or Vegas. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's never right. stopped, uh, actually. So that or the WWF, on. rather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to give it to them, man. The only <laughs> sports that, like, never stopped once, if you want to call it that. The only theater that never stopped, too, you know what I mean? Broadway <laughs> I shut down, but not the WWE, sure. baby. It's the only um, sports, the only entertainment, the only sports entertainment. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, and now I guess here we're kind of back to shutdowns again. The holidays and the election brought out a lot of people. Mingling together, spikes here in New York at least. So and with more holidays coming up, with Christmas, mm-hmm. I think they're trying to, you know, be extra cautious before Christmas. So they're trying to start some lockdowns and really start some precautionary tactics before Christmas, just so there's not huge spikes after Christmas and New Year's. Like if it's a green light right now until the first week of January, it might be too late to to catch up. So I feel right now a lot of these lockdowns, at least locally in New York, are kind of a more precautionary. Let's not go crazy for the holidays. Let's still remember this is a big issue going on. So as a month from now, it's not a huge disaster, you know, but... Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, too, we've talked about it, but the light at the end of the tunnel is here because the vaccinations have started shipping out. People have been getting vaccinated. Yeah, that's another thing Um, we've really come full circle with in a lot of ways. I guess not necessarily full circle to all the way back to lockdowns. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But when we started off, there was, you know, very little hope for a vaccine anytime soon. A lot of the early talks were that there would be no possible chance of getting a vaccine, especially started to roll out to the public within the within the next couple of years. You know, a lot of people were saying 2022 before any realistic chances of actually having large scale vaccination rollouts and all that kind of stuff. And Literally, when it all started, they were like the first thing that they told us was just like, yeah, cover your mouth when you sneeze and uh, wash your mm-hmm. hands a lot. Other than that, we don't really got yeah, much yeah. for you. <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, really, and there was so many, just it was such a crazy whirlwind of information where every literally, literally hour to hour in those first couple weeks, but week to week, month to month, you know, uh, season to season, it's just been like a totally fresh fucking set of rules to play with and information to deal with so and a lot of us uh, and a lot of people are refusing to believe that information so 
Correct. <laughs> Very true. But uh, you know, it wasn't all bad, though. I mean, no, it was pretty shitty. But we did get very different entertainment, though, especially, I would say, at the beginning of uh, Coronaville, where people and shows and late night shows were just getting a little more creative with how do we keep entertainment yeah, going. Where we hadn't heard of Zoom yet. Correct. <laughs> literally three yeah. words that I learned literally within maybe two weeks of each other, but uh, coronavirus, Zoom, and TikTok. I guess like words are different, are stretch, but like uh, uh, three concepts I had fucking totally foreign to would then within sure. two weeks changed my life. But you know, coronavirus is not say a thing. Another one would be uh, Fauci, would be another <laughs> word yes. I learned. Pretty quick. And a couple months later, Kornowski or whatever the fucking asshole. From <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Now he's doing fucking Monday Night Football somehow. He's fucking. My mom was literally telling me that Kornaki thought the Giants weren't going to make the playoffs. I was going, the guy from fucking MSNBC told you. But uh, I mean, like Liam said, though. Uh, I mean, one of the things I think one of the big first things that was happening like virally on the same night was uh, I was watching like the comedians for everyone get together where it was like this six hour live just zoom yes. where like all these comics from around the world were coming on for doing sure. time doing bits just doing interviews but liam at the time i think was watching uh wrestlemania was also okay you're right that was the same played. that was the first night of wrestlemania the uh yeah which was yes. another great the, the free wrestlemania i mean i guess it's not all bad coronavirus but yeah you're right <laughs> i was the saturday night but that was definitely the kickoff for any of those you know uh, uh especially those like virtual festival kind of things that have become real popular as for me i spent most of my summer watching the music kind of webcast full streams like that but this was the first one so lots of confusion and technical difficulties tom papa not knowing what the fuck he's doing in his kitchen you know like <laughs> just super uncomfortable right. and like not funny <laughs> well then of course there was the uh the willie nelson for 20 okay, uh, that one, show, dude, pure gold was, uh... for like 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. hours <laughs> amazing still one of the highlights of my uh, of the year will go down as uh (laughs) willie nelson all stoned trying to watch a a magician over zoom like do card tricks for him (laughs) i'm all confused like oh yeah i guess that is my card like shit all right anyway now we're uh gonna my son's gonna play a tune (laughs) fucking amazing uh, you know, the late night shows all were canceled at first and then, you know, Kimmel, Fallon, uh, Corbett, or Corbell, uh, why can't I say his last name? Stephen Colbert. Cor- Colbert, thank you. Because we uh, tried Fallon. to fucking scrap it out of our minds because of this. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But, but it was uh, fun at first because I think Colbert especially, and I guess maybe all of them, but they were all going from their house because Kimmel was yeah. definitely in his, like, kitchen and Fallon no, was up in his uh, attic and, like... I think Fallon was in his, like, mansion in Long Island, was like, oh. I was like, that doesn't look like Gramercy Park to me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, so they were all, you're right, doing it from their homes, doing it on Zoom. Meanwhile, poor Skype this whole time had been like, hey, guys, what the fuck? We've had (laughs) this technology for years. Great call. I mean, how did Zoom just, like, fucking totally, even, like, Google Video and others have tried and the entire public were like, excuse me, we've been uh, working well with Zoom for the last three weeks. I don't think we need to try anything. (laughs) <laughs> like just Came like, out of nowhere immediately then... just took over the whole but they've been a, doing an amazing job they've haven't failed us yet 
You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We've exactly. literally had more problems like getting too drunk and like having too much fun in my apartment to like finish off an episode. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like get fucking yeah. Dennis and you over here and Andy and like you know, let's just finish recording yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but over Zoom, there's been no excuses, no fucking bailouts. That's true. That's true. I think another one though that really did it interesting on Zoom, which I thought it was gonna be kind of weird to pull off, but I think they really did it was uh SNL did those Zoom episodes. Which was okay, uh, call. kind of like a crazy concept in as, you know, it's like a live studio sketch show. I was like, how is this really going to watch work? Yeah. Spoiler alert, they were all Zoom bits. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, it was good enough. You know what I mean? Because A, it was, it was something fair. new. But B, we were also like, Zoom was such a new big part of our lives that it was like about time somebody skewered all of the uh, difficulties with t- chatting with your fucking, you know, coworkers mm-hmm. online and all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But another great kind of virtual Zoom thing like that to come, just like straight from the entertainment world. But the uh, a lot of the celebrity reunions, like the whole Josh Gad series, most Absolutely. recently with Wayne's World. But I think it kicked <laughs> yep, off with Goonies yep. and just all sorts of like great nostalgia-based movies where he was getting the whole cast back together. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, those have been great. Krasinski and his Good News Network making okay, those tearjerker episodes were always uh, pretty great entertaining. And then he, uh, quote unquote, sold out and sold it for like $30 million. It was like <laughs> oh, yeah. easiest money ever made. <laughs> Just the concept of positivity. Yeah, sure. I'll uh, cash yeah. in on that. And fucking yeah, we're still waiting back. for our holdout, dude. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, uh, From the music world as well, uh, uh, tons like we kind of mentioned with the Willie Nelson, which was, of course, a variety webcast for his uh, mm-hmm. birthday and for uh, the benefit of legalization of marijuana. But however, there has been a lot of great music, you know, uh, uh, webcasts, and the music industry has done a great job keeping the fun going, especially over the summer where there was all sorts pretty much every night there was a different you know uh pretty much my summer was umfries on monday uh j rad and fish on tuesdays <laughs> tedeschi trucks on thursdays string cheese on fridays uh, widespread on sundays uh, uh blue note was doing free streams pretty much every night uh, uh and then all sorts of like you know that was literally for a couple months like all of those bands just doing free streams every single week of you know archived footage and whatnot but then there's been all sorts of like the festival things like the uh uh uh, uh Quarantine and Justice Comes Alive, where it was like, you know, 12 hours, hundreds of artists doing a couple of minute bits and covers and archived footage and new streaming Zoom performances and just all, all, all sorts of great music output as well. If you were, you know, uh, uh, bummed that you couldn't be at the live shows, it's been really, Correct. really just amazing seeing the – especially, you know, comedy kind of makes sense to like, you know, you can see how you get five funny people on Zoom and uh, 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 make the magic happen. But when there's literally like a fucking drummer in Tennessee and a bass player in New York City and a singer in Los yeah. Angeles all doing like harmony <laughs> over it, it's fucking amazing. Just the it technology really and all that, you know what I mean? And uh, cool to watch from that, you know, from the music industry. And not even just the Zoom stuff, but just kind of the innovation of uh, how we get live entertainment. You know, like sports slowly started coming back, either be empty stadiums or fans in them. But even then, like concerts have done the distancing thing live. You know, I think uh, when it first started, that country music asshole like had a big country concert and all those rednecks were like piled on top of each other like you fucking morons. Yeah, yeah. But there's been uh, – just recently on HBO Max, Colin Quinn has that uh, uh, parking lot comedy show where it's like him and a bunch of comics and they're doing it in front of a like drive-in movie theater, but people are all in their cars, like watching it. It's pretty hilarious because Rich Voss is the first comic 
and he just eats shit because you can't tell if anyone's laughing or not because yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. their cars. And then the second comic is the smart enough one to be like, hey, if you guys are laughing or like liking these jokes, flash your lights or honk your horns. You know what I mean? So the first time, the first person goes out is Rich Voss, and it's just hilarious because him just, you know. Dude, I've got to watch. I've heard about this tour. I didn't know that HBO Max was fucking televising it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a oh, pretty man. amazing watch, dude. Huge year yeah, for Colin really Quinn by the year. As, as when we talk about our man of the year in the awards later, but uh, he's got a book, yeah, yeah. a special, a TV show. Yeah, true. I mean, I think he finally appeared in one of these Sandlum. Oh, he did. He was in Hubie Halloween. Yeah, he, yeah, he was the best, gym, the best cameo ever. <laughs> best cameo in Hubie Halloween. But I actually had to talk about it. I, I don't think uh, on this show because it was right on Halloween and we kind of had, uh, we took some time off between the Halloween and the election and all for, you know, our election special and then whatnot. But I actually went to a drive-in concert as well mm-hmm. and it was uh, a really cool, definitely much more logical, kind of like the Zoom, uh, music on Zoom, comedy at a drive-in <laughs> does not fit as well as music at a drive-in, much like comedy on Zoom works better than music on Zoom, you'd, you'd imagine. But the concert, the uh, outdoor concert, you know, socially distanced driving concert was a fucking super super cool experience you know they uh, uh, gave you a parking spot to park in and then next to it was an empty parking spot for you and your uh, uh, group to set up chairs and kind of tailgate and like so you know you were totally socially distanced from uh, all the other guests but they were holding them in fairgrounds were big enough where you could get easily a couple hundred people to be close enough to a stage where you don't feel like you're fucking a mile and a half away but also uh, uh, you can all be totally safely distanced and all from each other. So it was really, really uh, uh, cool for just the safety and the future, you know, or hopefully not you uh-huh. know, too much of a future, well, but just for the, the time anyway. It really felt safe and responsible, but as well just a, a, an amazing experience from going to a concert literally the Tuesday before all of this shut down and then uh, uh, waiting mm-hmm. seven months later till Halloween was uh, uh, super cool just to be seeing live music again, but also in a uh, safe, fun environment. So great experience. If that's what we have to do coming up this summer, uh, it would not be the worst thing in the world. So, Absolutely. No, I wouldn't at all. So, and like but you yeah, said, like pers- I was just saying, just Sorry. different ways, like the innovative ways we found to like make entertainment happen. Yeah, for sure. I started watching baseball. Up. I started watching Korean baseball. I mean, it was a crazy fucking year. It was. A- <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Let's go to the uh, Sangchai Eagles. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You were an Eagles. <laughs> I was and for then, it. There was a Giants in there too, wasn't it? I mean, we had uh, we got we got to keep our natural rivalries. I mean, <laughs> pretty great. But uh, so that was just kind of a breakdown of looking back of what we've we been doing, everything that's been going on in Coronaville. Uh, of course, before we kick this show really off and talk about some of our favorite things, let's uh, really take it down a moment because what's a year in review without a uh, a big long R.I.P. list of everyone we've lost this year? Uh, yeah. Originally, we wanted uh, Andre Davi and Piss Mob to be uh, covering Bone Thugs' uh, See You at the Crossroads for this, but we couldn't get the rights. So you're just going to have to see you imagine at the it. Crossroads. <laughs> I mean, if there ever was like a missing Bone Thug in Harmony, it'd be fucking Davi. I mean, no doubt, like, honestly, from the look to the musical styling, if there was ever a. Uh, that's very true. <laughs> it really happened. I mean, now that we bring it up, it really actually. And how do we get them in? Like, are they still hold, do they still hold like all the auditions? 
Are you auditioning for judging, Bone yeah, or Judging dog? by uh, uh, the dirt. Uh, I think I, I've seen how this ha- I see how this works. We show up, we get under, we get chicks swooning over Davi, and we bring him to uh, uh, Tommy Lee, and the rest will uh, work out. The rest will work itself out. And the rest will just work itself out. But uh, I'm just gonna run through a quick list, and then I'll allow uh, Liam to add like 47 wrestlers. At yeah, the end as of always, it. we let Devin handle the real celebrities. I'll take care of all the wrestlers afterwards. But and I'm just gonna the only there's only two who I feel like I need to mention. But like, no, I mean, in actually... honesty, though, like every year, of course, there's lots of big RAPs. But this year, honestly, some huge, huge names, as well as like some mm-hmm. real untimely and real tragic, you know, from just the you know age and whatnot. But uh, uh, really, just a crazy, crazy year for RIPs. Not even COVID related. For you know, the yeah, no, no, no. Just that 2020 is the year from hell. For is real. Uh, what it is. And uh, I guess I'll, the only two I'll mention, like who they were, is because the only the names might not be recognizable names. But the most recent one is uh, Jeremy Bullock, who was the original Boba Fett in the original Star Wars movie. Jesus, he just died like. Two days ago. Dennis was just okay. getting over the fucking dude from uh, Darth Vader and costume. Then, yeah, then David Prowse would be the other one I want to mention, who was the uh, guy in Darth Vader's costume. <laughs> he just passed away. Uh, Darth passed away from COVID. Uh, Jerry Bullock was just 75, you know. I think he was just an old guy. Uh, okay, I see. But then just to run through the list of just other celebrities we've lost, Alex Trebek, of course, uh, Sean Connery, uh, Eddie Van Halen, RBG, Little Richard, uh, Regis Philbin, Wilford Brimley, Jerry Stiller, Fred Willard, James Lipton, and of course the two biggest ones, I would say, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and then of course the original one that really kicked off 2020, just kind of giving us a foreshadow of what a shitty year this is going to be, but uh, Kobe Bryant, of course, was the, uh, it feels like years ago that happened, yeah. you know what I mean? No, but that sure. was... Uh, the kickoff of 2020, Kobe Bryant. So yeah. that really was honestly of, uh, like, you know, it is crazy how long ago it was, but that really was like a, you know, almost a national tragedy when that happened. Like that impacted so many people beyond the sports world. You know what I mean? Just like it was really uh, yeah. just a, such a crazy way to kick off the year, like you said. And then only and, uh, from there. Especially poor old Ari Shafar. He really uh... – <laughs> I know. I guess we can add Ari Shafir's <laughs> career to the RIP list. <laughs> yeah. Not even Joe Rogan can fucking save him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then of course Chadwick Boseman, uh, the, a little mm-hmm. bit more from the geeked world, of course, with his, you know, as even well from Defive Bloods from the Netflix and chat earlier this but year. But I feel like his but... was just as shocking as Kobe Bryant's. I mean, obviously Kobe Bryant's was a tragedy because it was like a helicopter accident. But this is the fact that Chadwick Boseman kept it so quiet that like yeah. nobody knew he was sick at all, and then it was suddenly like he's dead from cancer. Like what the fuck? Did he For die sure. from cancer? And I like, think that it would hours? be. Like, I think that we happens? would do uh, Kobe proud by by ranking which one's more tragic in a head on head way. I think Kobe would appreciate the competitive nature of deciding which one's more tragic. But I'm going Boseman, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, a he's still in the middle of his playing career, so to speak. Where at least Kobe was retired at this point, you know what I mean? And it's like super, super true. Tragic, I, but but you have to remember that like his kid died with him. I'm gonna have to true. say Kobe's probably okay. the right. more tragic. There was kids involved, you know. Okay, like, good call. Black Panther died, not all, all of Wakanda. All right, all right, that's a good call. That's a good call. 
have fucking pilot another family and all that shit that yeah. all totally got overshadowed and then my one mm-hmm. friend texted me that rick fox the fucking nba player was on the plane so i had to google that for fucking 45 minutes <laughs> and uh rich boss <laughs> but um so yeah you're right maybe uh, uh i guess from that standpoint i guess kobe wins as always yeah. mamba mentality prevails <laughs> kobe yeah. is indeed the most tragic i guess until we get to the wrestlers though because maybe strong some of these guys can give him a what's up strong fared little richard i'd say yeah. little richard's one of those people there that go come down and do it i'm just joking about little richard because little richard's one of those people where it's just like oh no shit he was still alive yeah i guess he is from the jerry stiller i thought he died fucking uh he <laughs> yeah exactly jerry stiller another one <laughs> but right you know like uh uh trebek was kind of long time coming mm-hmm. uh, uh, i guess eddie van halen was van halen, uh, for the music world Drake was a huge one for sure you know? I personally have for years ranked Van Halen most overrated band and uh, had many uh, uh, barroom arguments about what a douche uh, Eddie Van Halen is. I could totally see that, man. (laughs) That's just like a generation of music that like, you know, like Van Halen's always ranked as like this super hardcore like rock band. But again, I'm kind of like you. I just think of him as a cheesy kind of 80s hair band like, dude. If David Lee Roth is involved with you at all, dude, fucking. Huh? What? Um, I said, so, is David Lee Roth is involved with you okay, at yes. all? But I think like, that's I like a, uh, like I don't think that he like he wasn't part of like the initial Van Halen group that made Van Halen Van Halen and, and whatnot. But so I think that me and you definitely suffer from like you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know what a good example would be, but like we're not looking at the right era of we're not giving we're not judging it based on like the right era. We're you know we're judging Star Wars based on the fucking the the, the mm. uh, episodes one, two, and three that came out in the yeah, late nineties. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like Star Wars blows. What's up with that? Yeah. But What's even that? that to be said, dude. Like when I listened, like the uh, uh, OG Van Halen, just like that kind of slashing, not like slashing metal, but just that like really fast pace. It just that's just you know Aerosmith from the same kind of era like i just don't really like that sound of like that rock and roll kind of sound you know what i mean i'm a little bit more no, like I totally get it. 70s rock and roll than that 80s kind of rock and roll but uh but eddie van halen definitely from the music world was like probably the biggest name and the uh most but little richard as well though huge impact on music mm-hmm. history however a little bit older however we got some wrestlers too while they're on there but for the wrestling uh, wrestling you know actually not that crazy of a year i guess the real headliner would be kamala just days before uh, uh kamala harris shocked the world by becoming the first female vice president i guess and um uh, you know selected at that point because i think when she it was uh, uh he died over the summer when biden like appointed her the vice presidential you know, candidate or whatever you call him, but uh, uh, Kamala, uh, the hilariously racist stereotype of an African savage, died only days before that, uh, as well as the uh, Legion of Doom animal, like everybody's favorite as a kid, uh, uh, he died. The Rocky Johnson, The Rock's dad, who was like oh, an innovative yes. wrestler, he passed away. And then there were a couple, uh, Tiny Zeus Lister, I guess. Yes. I'm claiming yeah. him as a wrestler. You could have put him in there from uh, uh, in the Tragic totally Actors as well. Yeah, yes, I screwed up. How could I forget Zeus? A buzzer beater Debo. here. But I'm taking him as a wrestler anyway. I mean, like, no holds bar. He's uh, For me, he's always going to be the dude that fucking lost to uh, Hogan and Beefcake at SummerSlam 1990. 
But, Everybody uh, can uh, untuck their chains now. And uh, dude, by the way, I, mean? just, I not... love like what like a cultural phenomenon Friday actually is. Because even I think it was earlier this year that Craig's dad from Friday died. Was that this year? Or last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Witherspoon. But that was another one where it was like like fucking the like ABC nightly news was just like and sad news. Craig's dad from Friday <laughs> yeah, yeah. passed away. And same thing with Zeus. It's just like how the fuck is Zeus was like people were fucking devastated. <laughs> Like all over line. Yeah. I was like, you how know, am I not those... the only one that's fucking broken up about this news? Like, that's one of those things that we've kind of talked about before too. When the whole Tracy Morgan car accident happened, just like the shocking like outpour of celebrities that were like <laughs> yeah, rooting yeah. for Tracy Morgan. But it's like you kind of talked brought my point. He's like, dude, it's not like he's a huge movie star or anything. Like, yeah, he was yeah. on a couple TV shows in SNL. And you're like, dude, you're right. But like, everybody was like rooting for fucking the reemergence of Tracy Morgan that was like, all right, like I'm on board with this. Yeah, for sure. But and uh, then I think his first appearance too, not to go too far back, is when he like came out and was like, I knew it. Nah, I'm just fucking around. I'm fine. It was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. And talk about a guy that has never had his like cancel culture. Like nobody has ever looked into his back fucking <laughs> yeah. catalog. Or, poor Kevin Hart. His is whole like, style of humor is fucking cancel culture. <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, and there were, I guess, two of the more sad wrestlers, like the more active wrestlers, the guy Shep, uh, uh, Shad Gaspard and uh, Hannah Kimura were both, like, younger active wrestlers that both died in, like, crazy, tragic, non-wrestling uh, uh, death fashions and whatnot. But all in all, compared to, like, the real world, the professional wrestling, uh, professional wrestling world was not hit as hard as the, mm-hmm. you know, general entertainment, which lost world, which, like we said, lost some real, real headline names. I would say to me out of the wrestlers, though, Kamala would probably be the biggest RIP to me, just because I'm pretty sure he was on a Hulk Hogan list of guys he wouldn't want his daughter to date. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, I could definitely see that. It was Coco <laughs> Beware and uh, Kamala. <laughs> I mean, just honestly, do yourself a favor right now and Google Kamala wrestler under your own and just fucking <laughs> yeah. like, and just uh, 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 try to like keep your head together that fucking 10 years ago, that was like an actual wrestling angle. <laughs> and don't fucking, uh, uh, don't spill the beans on Vince because talk about cancel culture. <laughs> too funny too funny and that guy so probably me... like sued vince as well because a lot of these guys then sue him like no i wasn't like choosing to play a sneaky japanese fucking bad guy like he just i'm from hawaii and that's what he made me do <laughs> like, like threatening my children's life if uh if you want your kids to eat again in this town you're looking out there wearing the kimono god damn it <laughs> like jesus christ <laughs> very true but uh so big ip is big year loss like we said somehow once again the wrestlers kind of pulled through better than the uh <laughs> than the actors but um now kind of just getting into our big review our breakdown of 2020 but started off with just some of the tv shows that uh we were watching during 2020 um i'll kind of just break down a list and then i'll allow liam to add anything to it if there's anything i forgot and then we'll just kind of talk about some of our big favorites out of there. So I'm just going to run through a list for everybody. And then uh, please hold your applause till the end. Uh, Davi so and Piss off- Mob are going to need to do a more <laughs> upbeat number for this one. Uh, what was Bone <laughs> yeah. Thugs? Uh, did they? What was their? It's the first of the month. Wake, wake up. up wake, wake up. Get up. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say uh, The Boys Season 2. 
um, Umbrella Academy season two, Mandalorian season two, which actually, as of recording this, ended today. I think season uh, one as well, probably, right? Didn't that come out? I watched it in quarantine. Was that last year or right actually, at the beginning part of this year, maybe? I'm going to have to look that up. I'm pretty sure it started in 2019, but you're right. There's a great chance. Because I definitely uh... watched it in quarantine. And I remember like when this was all going down, that being one of those shows that like as my last like hazy recollections of the world were like Baby Yoda, like being the craze when fucking tight. The went end of uh, the first season of Mandalorian was on December 27th, 2019, okay, with the so... last episode of season one. So season two of Mando which we'll be talking a lot about. Uh, Lovecraft Country, uh, the unexpected season four of Fargo, uh, Clone, the final season of Clone Wars, um, the plot against America, the new Walking Dead show, World Beyond, uh, Dave, the little Dickie show, uh, Avenue 5, the comedy on HBO, What We Do in the Shadows season two, and then just for myself, I'm giving honorable mention to my discovery of 60 Days In. Which is bad. Okay, uh, nice. I mean, another new season, I suppose. Nothing but, but excellence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think season six was out, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. But uh, I started with five, and I just finished uh, two, actually. Nice, nice. A couple more, I guess, that I throw out there. But uh, uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix had been like oh, was like a, a recent one that was a big smash. I actually watched a couple episodes that were really good. I hadn't uh, have not finished it off, but uh, as well, Raised by Wolves was another one that I fucking oh, missed yes. out on from stupid HBO Max that I was really jealous about. But you actually liked that one even I, more I, than uh, I uh, really liked Raised by Wolves when it first came out, and by like the last couple episodes, I was like, all right, like what are we doing? How did okay. this so how did this get so far away from us <laughs> but like the first three episodes of that show was fucking like, jaw-dropping i was like this show is wild as fuck dude yeah yeah as we talked about as uh, on the show but fucking i've switched off my cable uh uh to roku and then roku has like a problem with hbo max how do you get it your hbo max you get it through your playstation uh, xbox. Or xbox okay yeah yeah, yeah. But we'll uh, i guess we'll talk about that later but um so i so i did not got to see that one of the last shows from hbo though that i did get to enjoy was mcmillions <laughs> right Great, oh, of course, uh, documentary of about the mcdonald's uh, monopoly game that was fucking hilarious as well a couple other like um spot against uh, america series documentary but the last dance the Jordan uh, yes, Bulls yes. documentary special uh, series was not only like a huge phenomenon, but also fucking really good for me. I was really surprised at how much people kind of like Kobe, and I think they kind of go hand in hand because it was not too long after that Kobe and Jordan are so closely associated, and it was just like I feel like the popularity are kind of hand in hand. But that one really touched a lot of people as well. For me, growing up like a diehard Michael Jordan fan, that whole era was like a big part of my life. So it was uh, kind of more close nostalgia for me than like a learning experience kind of thing. But like mm-hmm. uh, I heard from so many people that were like you know just amazed at that documentary and to learn about what a fucking maniac jordan was and all but also like a cool guy he was because he came across great like drinking scotch and talking shit like he was just such a pretty bright shade of yellow i think we're all a little worried about mj after watching that documentary (laughs) what were his eyes were like bright yellow dude i was like dude this guy's fucking better put down that glass of scotch man (laughs) but uh uh 
I guess all in all, though, I'd say, like you said, uh, oh, another one that me and you had talked about, but Animaniacs, if you're a pothead oh, or a parent or both, a new season of yeah. Animaniacs and old seasons of Animaniacs, too, on Hulu. Mm. But uh, for me, I'd say, yeah, like you said, maybe Plot Against America, though, was uh, probably... Fantastic. Actually, I guess, wait a minute, there is a huge omission right now that, we're, uh, that we haven't mentioned yet. We should have had probably let off the show, our Coronaville knows of this, but I don't think anybody would have made it through uh, uh, March without Tiger King. And as well, that was actually one of those things, much like Baby Yoda, I remember, like, that was certifiably, like, one of the last in-bar conversations I had with stupid Danny at the watering hole, like, telling me about how hilarious the series was. So it was like, this was, was something Tiger that people... King, dude, I think Tiger King happened post, like, post... I think it came out like just when quarantine happened. Like, no, dude, I think it just had blown up. Like, oh, okay, okay, interesting. But I think it literally like came out a couple of weeks before, and then everybody just started watching it in quarantine because there was nothing else to do. But I think it had like because because I remember it being at the watering hole and hearing. Uh, I remember like being at a bar and hearing about it. You know, before and then when quarantine started, when we watched it, remember like it had already blown up with all the memes and everything like that. Yeah, and, uh, dude. And then there was all the people. Okay, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's how the first episode aired March twentieth. Interesting. Of the Tiger King. And then April twelfth was the special eighth episode with uh, Joel McHale interviewing the uh, these maniacs. Okay. Yes. Yes. That was another great virtual Zoom kind of situation. Yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just an interesting, because that's not quite how I remember it happening, but that's one of those. But as well, I guess there were a couple, as we found out, there was like a Tiger King podcast going on. and shit For like sure. That. There was like, talk about it. Like, there was a couple people who even mentioned it like, in our Zoom rooms that uh, they were like, oh, I watched, I listened to the podcast years ago, and it was just like, the what? Uh, our friend Chad was one of them. It was just like, oh, yeah, I know that story. I'm like, you know this story? It's the fucking crazy story in the world. How have I not known about this story? Yeah, but uh, I guess to, there is some great ones. To me, uh, the show Dave, where he's like Little Dicky playing like kind of like a version of himself, was really, really funny and uh, just really good, like unexpectedly. Like there were some episodes where you're just like, this isn't funny. This is just good. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I'm going to have to say, though, my top two were uh, Fargo season four was just so... Uh, one, unexpected. I didn't think that season was... Gonna, there really was no big talks about there being a season four. And it was just really good. It was unlike the other seasons, but it was uh, interesting casting. And, you know, anytime Timothy Oliphant's involved. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, Chris Walk, and Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it the seal of approval. I will say the breakout character for me in that show uh, was the guy that plays Jason Schwartzman's brother. He was just, you know, some unknown named Italian guy. But he was just, like, the biggest scene stealer in the fucking world that like even he didn't even talk a lot but it's like his facial expressions he reminded me of like a 1920s like mickey mouse like brudo villain kind of thing he was just always like be rolling his eyes and like drinking all crazy he was just played like this psychopath fucking so well that every scene he was in i was like dude fucking this guy is the ultimate like interesting uh, so he was a big thing, and then of course of I got the year a- here on the Geek Dungeon. We'll do our awards later, but uh, a prospect of the year, the fucking brother from uh, for sure. Um, Boys season two was really really good. This is like a great show, but of course you got to say the Mandalorian. I mean, as of recording today, the last episode just came out today, dude, and it was uh, the first season was great because it was its own story, like in the Star Wars universe, kind of uh, you know doing its own thing. 
But then this season was just crazy. It was just like ultimate fan service, like return of so many characters, one big character from the original three movies that was in this last episode, which was just fucking mind blowing. (laughs) Actually, two, uh, two main characters from like the original Star Wars movie was in it. And it's just without giving anything away too much. It's crazy what they can do with these deep fake videos now. Where it was just like, okay, like how am I watching this person right now on screen? It's yeah. the fucking craziest thing I'm I have not. At well, right I've now. not caught all the way up. Like you said, that literally just came out today as we're recording the last episode. Mm-hmm. But that is a whole other thing that we hadn't mentioned. But the deep fake phenomenon, which was Absolutely. from the South Park guys with Trump, is like one of the craziest, scariest kind of you know potential. You know, and uh, just really, really, if you're if you're not familiar with the whole deep fake thing, that's another Google that you can do, but. Really, just like you yeah, said, it is computer generated to uh, you know. You can just... always tell though if you know what you're looking for it. You can always tell with the eyes because even the last episode of Mando today, I was watching it. I was like, this looks exactly like the person, and then you look at their eyes, and I was like, ooh, like those look fake. Like <laughs> it's hard to Michael capture Jordan like yellow eyes, human eyes. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right though, all in all, as we remember, I did not necessarily love the first season of Mando. Enjoyed this one a lot more, kind of like you said, just because it was a lot more fun. And I kind of just got bored with the ba- – like every single episode last last first season, it was the same storyline and then different adventures. This one was kind of more just like the adventures, you know what I mean? And it was just a lot more – For sure it was. For sure it was. And they just like brought back old characters for no it was reason. Like how many episodes are you going to watch say... and fucking carry baby Yoda through the galaxy? Like every single episode. Plus... I have to mention again, uh, one of the biggest reveals was in the very first episode, but big spoilers, but I just said it about Fargo, but any show that has Timothy Oliphant in it, you can sign me up, all right? Yes, uh, good call. And, uh, but, like, uh, the well, spoiler alert, but Bill Burr's uh, Star Wars action figure, yeah. available yeah. now at fucking uh, Pete's Prune's house, at yeah. Ronnie Booman's house. Your cousin from Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, dude, pretty much like the Deadwood episode of The Mandalorian, the first episode was like, dude, this is Deadwood in space. This is a fucking amazing. It's uh, really good. So a lot of huge shows, um, you know, and it's surprising how much stuff did come out, you know, because we were just kind of like, oh, like, how's anything going to be coming out? Filming stopping everywhere. We can't. This yeah. is going to be the most boring year ever for movies. But, uh, you know, they really got a lot of stuff out. But I guess on that same note, dude, there was a lot of movies that were supposed to come out this year that have now been pushed back. And uh, you better believe it. I got a list for this one, too. But luckily so we have hand-in-hand uh, uh, hand with this list some new release dates popping up because we are getting a little Correct. bit more clear in the world so at least there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel and when our first coronaville uh, you know episode or whatever one of the first ones anyway where we gave you the whole list of all of the official cancellations there weren't a lot of you know official release dates to go along with it so now hopefully it's a little bit more clear mm-hmm. and uh i guess um I'll just kind of give you the list of when they were going to come, when they were supposed to come out, and when they are going to be coming out now. There's only two in this list that are still falling into uh, 2020, and there's two movies that are coming out in Christmas. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 was supposed to come out in June. Okay, it's coming out on Christmas on HBO Max, which was kind of a huge story. It's going to be in theaters and also on HBO Max, and also the Disney Pixar movie Soul with Jamie Foxx that was supposed to come out on June 19th. That's now just going to be coming out on uh, Christmas uh, on Disney Plus, uh, but not the Mulan $30 bullshit. I think they learned their lesson. 
Uh, other movies, uh, The Kingsman was supposed to come out September 18th. It's now coming out February 26th. Um, coming to America. We were actually supposed to be getting today in theaters. Wow. The sequel to Coming to America was supposed to come out today. It's now going to be coming out March 5th, 2021. Uh, we'd probably the be things. there, buddy. Me and you, we'd be there. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right at the, uh, we'd be going to Mc, Mc, McDoobies afterwards or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> um, the Many Saints in Newark, the uh, Sopranos oh, prequel, yes. was supposed to come out uh, September 25th. We're now getting it on March 12th, 2021. Okay, um, March 12th, 2020. Put that on your fucking calendars now, folks. Oh, and I think that's going to be another streaming. There's HBO Max now. HBO no Max more, will have uh, it theaters. as well, but it could be still in theaters, I'm hoping. Because that's as well going to really kick back. That's, of course, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Well, you're going to, right now, you're just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through the list. Actually, well, uh, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go through the list. I'll give you my thoughts okay. afterwards. Okay, okay. Uh, we got Morbius that was supposed to come out in July 31st. It's now coming out March 19th, 2021. Uh, no Time to Die, the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie, was supposed to come out April 20th. It's now coming out April 2nd, 2021. Um, Quiet Place 2 was supposed to come out March 20th. Uh, Loud Place. Now, now if you don't <laughs> scream, the monsters will kill you. <laughs> uh, this one's now coming out April 23rd, 2021. So uh, Black Widow, May 1st we were supposed to get that movie, is now coming out May 7th, 2021. Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong is supposed to come out November 20th, is now coming out May 21st, 2021. Uh, Spiral, the Chris Rock... Uh, 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 um, sorry, Spiral, the Chris Rock uh, Saw reboot was supposed to come out May 15th, is now coming out May 21st, 2021. The Chris Rock uh, Saw reboot? Yeah, it's like a Saw movie, but like in the Saw universe, but it's called Spiral, and Chris Rock is like the lead detective in it. Jesus. I mean, I guess he crushed uh, it in Fargo, so uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the uh, sequel to the original Ghostbusters movies, we were supposed to come out July 10th. We're now getting that uh, June 11th, 2021. Um, in the Heights, the Lin-Manuel Miranda movie was supposed to come out uh, June 20th. Now we're getting it June 18th, 2021. Uh, the Venom sequel was supposed to come out October 20th. Now we're getting it on June 25th, 2021. Uh, the Top Gun sequel was supposed to come out June 20th. And now we're getting it on July 2nd, 2021. Just in time uh, June... for Independence Day weekend, 2021. Oh, yeah. Best summer uh, ever. Dune was supposed to come out today, actually, in theaters. Uh, it's now be coming out in October 2021. And, of course, the Marvel movie... Well, I already movie had my is... Coming America tickets, so I guess I was, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for tomorrow until Dune anyway. So. And the Marvel movie Eternals was supposed to come out on uh, November 6th this year. Uh, now it's coming out November 5th, 2021. Wow. So we're about to give you our whole bunch of movies that did come out this year, but a lot of fucking amazing movies we missed out on. I mean, I guess 2021 mm -hmm. will 
I guess B, you know, as well, there will be some trickle, you know, trickle down ramifications for movies not being, you know, that we missed out on six months of movie production. So I guess that will limit the amount of movies that other movies that would come out in 2021, new movies that would come out in 2021. But right there, I mean, just of all of those movies that were supposed to come out in 2020, it sounds like a great year of fucking movies in 2021. Uh, a lot of great nostalgia in there. Ghostbusters, Top Gun, uh, Coming to America. But then, of course, <laughs> as well, uh, 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 Many Saints of Newark. For me, probably the highlight with, of course, uh, James Gandolfini, the late James Gandolfini's son, playing yeah. the role of what would be Tony Soprano's father in a weird... You know, no, he's playing, he's playing a young Tony. Oh, it is a young Tony. Okay. So yeah, he's playing like a teenage Tony, dude. Okay. Because I saw the pictures of it, and I was just like, before I knew it was him, I was like, Jesus Christ, this kid looks just like fucking James Gandolfini. And it was like, <laughs> Julia Gandolfini. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. But, I mean, what a fucking crazy role for him. And for me, of course, uh, 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 you know, just being a Jersey guy and growing up, you know, in, in high school when The Sopranos was out, I'm just really very much, as much as, as I'm looking forward to the movie, I'm looking forward to seeing Steve Sharippa back in the... Uh, Back in the spotlight, doing interviews about what the fuck he's been up to. I guess right now Steve Sharippa and uh, Michael Imperioli do a Sopranos rewatch podcast, which is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, dude, they get on guests. The most recent one, they just had actually had Buscemi on to talk about the Pine Oh, Dance fantastic. And, um, but that's definitely one of the movies for me that I'm most looking forward to out of 2021, out of the cancellation column. How about you? What, are, what, what, what were you super I mean, bummed we missed out on? Black Widow for sure, because this kind of talk about we haven't had a Marvel movie since Spider Man. You know what I mean? And it's that one's like had all well sorts of delay year. problems from you know. Well, just because of COVID, you know. And then I guess that also because Black Widow was supposed to come out in May, like before the beginning of the summer. So Eternals was like their new like galactic space movie that was supposed to come out in November, but they haven't even like really done too much filming on it now because they knew they couldn't release it because Black yeah, Widow has to come out first spot, because yeah. the way these fucking Marvel movies work, like. They all tie in together and everything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, uh, but you know me, big Marvel fan. So bummed out we of couldn't course. see any of those. Um, and I was like, I'm with you. Uh, many Saints in Newark, man. Just uh, and the James Bond, the final James Bond. I the think last Bond. Daniel Craig is uh, one of the best Bonds. Bond. Yeah, for sure. How about Star Wars in this? Actually, were they supposed to have any movies coming out? They were on a clip that they were having movies coming out every fucking year. Did they have anything? Uh... Star Wars? No. I mean, I think they kept it going with. Uh, there was like I said, the TV the shows. The final season of Clone Wars came out this year, along with the Mandalorian, and then there was just a uh, Disney like invest conference where they've announced like 20 new star wars they're going in a very big direction of like kind of what marvel's doing they're like look at all these connected shows we have coming out now they announced like a million marvel shows that are going to be coming out nothing too much with movies the only big news was like a blade is going to be a movie and not a tv show with okay. uh marshali molly molly but uh, so I guess that's what we have looking forward to in 2021. However, even despite all of those movies being canceled, still had some pretty good, uh, uh, some pretty solid flicks that came out in 2020. At the end of the day, Christopher Nolan might be all butthurt that we didn't go to the theater to see it. But you actually just you broke the boycott, crossed the picketed lines, and watched Tenet. I actually, did. I did. Much like the Louis C.K. You with the Louis C.K. stand up, I watched Tenet. <laughs> 
And I fucking paid the seven bucks too. Did you at least get it for free on HBO Max? Because no, 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 no. I, 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 if you remember correctly, I made a big stink on this show. I was like, I would never do that. Like that's ridiculous. And then immediately after we recorded, I text you and I was like, so how do I get this thing? Uh, and watched it immediately after. <laughs> you know. Um. But we did get some like ten. Do you have like another you said, list of uh, uh, movies that came out. I have so, a small. You've been killing list it with these movies. I've been killing it with these lists so far. Uh, I have a small list for actually the smallest one I have is probably the movies okay, we got because of just. I'm only really counting. I'm sure there's much more I'm forgetting, and you can feel free to add on. But uh, just some of the movies we did get was Tenet, of course. Uh, like you said, I just watched. Um, the New Mutants, which was the X-Men movie that was, like, in development hell forever. It got delayed so many times that even in COVID now, they're like, you know, we don't give a fuck. Like, just release yeah, just... the goddamn thing. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to see it anyway. Um, King of Staten Island was uh, the Another one you fell movie. for. Another one. <laughs> Everything in this list, besides one, I've fallen for. Um, of course, Bill and Ted Face the Music was a big one. <laughs> well, I fell for um, that one. So, uh, um, I would say the biggest one that was, I think in controversy though, would have been the Mulan movie, which was like Disney plus was like, all right, we're going to release it, but you got to give us like 30 more dollars. Like yeah, what kind of fucking scam the, is this dude? Yeah. And plus I don't think anyone was really, like we said, like we're dying to see Mulan. If they would have done it with black widow. I would have fallen victim for it. But like, this uh-huh. is bullshit. But here's 30 bucks. And then, of course, the movie I just watched, another one I just watched today as a recording, but was the new kind of indie flick Arch Enemy, which was a... Okay, uh, nice. That's like a superhero but, sci-fi. One, yeah, right? it's so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's superhero great. from another dimension, from what I understand? Correct. But it's like, that's so just like... It's basically a crazy homeless guy. Uh, like, beats <laughs> up a bunch of drug dealers, and it's a... Uh, so he's an anti-hero. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there were a couple other uh, kind of big ones, and just like you said, I thought where you, where you were going to go for uh, controversial <laughs> before you go, before you uh, uh, swerved Mulan on me. I thought you were going to go fucking Giuliani almost raping a fifteen year old uh, in Borat, oh. but I guess Mulan was controversial too. <laughs> but Borat, yeah, I guess it was that, and I guess I can't forget to mention, of course, probably the most controversial film, but. Uh, Cuties. <laughs> okay, yes. And, and of course, there was Cuties, which I guess we'll but talk about some of our Netflix and chat movies later. But really, one of the best movies of the year was one of our Netflix and chats, though. The Five Bloods, starring Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, but that really was one of the best movies of the year. In all honesty, Borat really was a great, you know, classic Borat, classic comedy. It really had a lot of social relevancy coming out around the election, really putting fucking Giuliani, who is, you know... So hilariously enough, since that movie's release, like had his most important moments of his career, uh, you know, humiliating mm-hmm. himself as the lawyer for Trump. But you know what I mean? Like uh, 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 all of that came after that movie's release. Like he was obviously Trump's lawyer before that. But like the fact that Giuliani ever since that movie's release has been like such a huge part of being a fucking buffoon in the public spotlight is pretty crazy. Just coming right on the heels of him, almost whipping it out in front of a fucking yes. <laughs> little Bulgarian yes. girl or whatever the fuck. But um, <laughs> then there were a couple of the movies that came out before uh, all of this happened. I actually kind of prepared a little bit of a list myself thinking that you might be right. sick. When, but uh, uh, how about bad boys for life? Another, oh, another of one of my too. last, uh, one, another one of my last moments of life conversations. But Bad Boys was like we kicked off 2020 in kick-ass fashion with Bad Boys for yeah, Life. Yeah. Um, as well it, was, as, it was good. I watched it. 
<laughs> it was no Bad Boys too, but it was fucking. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, uh, uh, you of course are more of a Bad Boys two guy. Uh, uh, how about another one that me and you both watched uh, in quarantine, but I believe came out before? But uh, the gentleman, the newest guy, Richie, with Matt McConaughey. Oh yes, yes. With my man Matty McConaughey, as I like to call him. But uh, 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 you know him as like the American weed dealer in England. That was a fun, a fun one. That was about, a great. That was a great flick. About the Invisible Man. Oh yeah, right. oh, yeah. Another right. one of those. Like I was literally supposed to go see it uh, before. <laughs> it was like I like on one of like that week. I was literally like I was gonna go see it, and then fucking life canceled. But um, as well though, since uh, uh, I do have a little bit of a couple, a little bit of a list of some of the kind of indie flicks that kind of for me took a lot more of the spotlight, especially because I was getting the free indie screeners from the IFC Center, but uh, without a lot of the you know major. Mo- uh, high budget, big box office movies kind of taking uh, 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 delays and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of those, you know, uh, traditional box office hit kind of movies not being as in this year without the theaters and all. Some of the more indie movies were a little bit more popular, like First Cow was a movie that I fucking loved. Uh, Nomadland with Francis McDormand has been, like, super popular and mm. all. Uh, Beach House, that crazy horror movie was fucking really good. A uh, Colorado yeah, okay. Space. Was it was a really good one that from the very early part of this year, I guess before Cronenville, but with uh, Nick Cage, uh, uh, sorry Nick Cage, the uh, H.P. Lovecraft story. Uh, yeah, yeah. same Space. producers as uh, Arch Enemy, actually. Yes, same group as Arch Enemy. Did that one was a fucking great movie. And then how about another one of the uh, uh, best indie, probably the best movie of the year in general. And judging by the quote to kick it off, best stand-up comedy movie of all time. But how about timing from our, uh, from the geeked up. <laughs> Uh, friend Alex Anderson, who was the Absolutely, writer, director, man. and asshole friend in timing, but that was another good indie <laughs> flick. So uh, uh, a lot of the Great indie, flick. yeah, a lot of indie flicks were really good. This I like forget timing. I mean, it has one of the best quotes, the opening quotes to uh, yeah, like you said, to any <laughs> yeah. movie I've ever seen. <laughs> best stand-up comedy movie of all time from the Geek Up. That's right. That's a couple right. of good uh, documentaries as well came out this year. The John Lewis Good Trouble was a real good documentary. The Social Dilemma was like a fucking craze on Netflix. Mm-hmm. How evil the internet is and all that shit. Have a Class Action Park. Still haven't fucking seen oh, Class Action Park on HBO Max. Fantastic. <laughs> I only uh, I've only lived Class Action Park, but I haven't seen the fucking. <laughs> yeah. But um, great point. The Zappa, there was a Zappa documentary that came out. So, lots of good docs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, considering the year, it was it's surprising what we actually got. Um, yeah, for sure. And I know when everything gets back to normal, we're just kind of a streaming shit of stuff coming out. I mean, it'll be interesting though, because like I said, I think a lot of. Uh... You know, the releases that are delayed, kind of like you said with Marvel, you know, like Black Widow is going to take the place of a movie that they were going to make. You know what I mean? So a lot of companies. It's kind of just even with like Chadwick Boseman and uh, uh, with Cronoville as well. We kind of as well, it just kind of like spotlights how long a lot of these things are in the can where it's just like fucking, you know what I mean? Chadwick Boseman is going to have another like fucking five movies coming out. You know what I mean? Of all stuff that was filmed and recorded beforehand. You know, and mm. uh, uh, same thing with Corona. 
spoilers is just like oh we'll be covering you know, i think actually his last movie is just is about to come out on netflix so but he's got some, for that review okay for sure but then he's got some other marvel stuff and just in general you know with like uh just entertainment like uh, uh you know it takes a couple of years to get the movie made and put together and all that kind no, of absolutely. stuff so like taking this much time off will definitely slow things down for a year or two years down the road so we're kind of just you know robbing peter to pay paul so to speak but so to speak as we always say on the show <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a great jersey uh it's a great sopranos <laughs> quote there uh... forget about it um so yeah i guess that's just kind of our big year in review but uh we got a very special closer look for you this time because what's a year in review of uh you're not getting trophies for it, all right? So take it away, Andre. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look, closer look, closer All right. Once again, for the last time this year, Andre Davi coming in hot with the Closer Look song, an all-time <laughs> favorite here. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, we didn't get the rights to the uh, Bone Thug song, but you know they just sold their uh, they just sold their whole catalog to Universal for six hundred million dollars, and uh, <laughs> yes. now they own all yes. the Bone Thugs. <laughs> But uh, instead of doing a traditional closer look, we're going to be doing this year's 125th uh, year first ever Geeked Up Year Awards. <laughs> if that makes any sense, all right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the long-running but- tradition of, of, of us doing something for the first time and claiming it being an annual... Uh... <laughs> okay. So we have 10 different awards we'll be giving out for the year 2020. All and right, we're going to be doing right. our Oscar special as well coming up in a couple months where we do a similar thing. However, this <laughs> one is a lot more uh, ridiculous, original, all over the place. Our personal awards. awards. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and kind of like to, in that vein to kick things off. The first award is called the Fat Star Wars Kid Award. This is for the... Uh, <laughs> Best viral people out there during 2020. Yeah, of course, for the biggest internet sensation of 2020, the uh, illustrious and Fat Star Wars Kid Award. Exactly, exactly. Everyone has to be him. Um, I'll start it off. I think this one was pretty early on 2020, but the uh, What's Inside Your Butthole song, kid, was a big okay. fan favorite of mine. Yeah, for uh, sure. Just the little girl who's just like, what's inside your butthole? Literally doing aliens, like a Sandler astronauts. song. You're like, like an yeah. Andy Samberg level. Like, yeah, exactly. like literally you could see him on the news doing that fucking song. Yeah. What's this stupid Lonely Island or whatever the fuck? Yeah, like, exactly. If they didn't no, cover no, no. that song, I don't know what they're fucking doing. But you're right, that, <laughs> that girl was six-year-old uh... girl just nailed it. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my faves was definitely boneless, uh, boneless wing, boneless chicken wing <laughs> guy from Nebraska. That, guy, dude. that hilarious dude that like literally went to state congress in the middle of a pandemic and pitched <laughs> to get like with a full-on like you know our children are going to be confused about the fucking uh, friendliness of these <laughs> like. All sorts of like a, a full-on speech uh, yeah. as to get boneless chicken wings off the men to like retitled as like tasty nuggets or whatever the fuck. 
For sure, for sure. I also think you can't think of a viral video in 2020 without thinking of the uh, Spanish skateboarding guy drinking cranberry juice and lip syncing to Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I just didn't know you could pound cranberry juice like that. Like, what a good idea, dude. Just like going out with like a fucking like family-sized <laughs> fucking ocean spray. Yeah. Just top off, just fucking sipping. Like. That guy's uh, living his best 2020. Yeah, for real. But of course, I think the winner of the first ever Fat Star Wars Kid Award has to go to uh, the Geeked Up Boys themselves, <laughs> Devin and Liam. And some some would say the original Fat Star Wars Kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when we were 12, we were doing the same shit. So fuck you, little mess. But... Yeah, I used to walk around the Proton Pack. All right. Uh... <laughs> But uh, I but think yeah, it's for I all mean, the great Zoom content we put out this year. And, I was going to uh, say, 10 weeks strong of an of a, of a internet sensation that was the Geeked Up Zoom Friday nights, as well as some trivia nights along the way, and lots of fun. Uh, that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. But uh, a lot of fun on Zoom. So winning the first award, I mean, we might sweep these like the Oscars. Hopefully, definitely <laughs> don't win every one, but... You guys have listened to the show before. No, we yeah. promise we won't win everyone. But uh, for our second award, somebody I guess else that... might. However, uh, but... speaking of Zoom, I got some geeked up ones because we can do the next award is the Here Comes the Zoom Award. All and I want to uh, do is a Zoom Zoom. The nominations are people who are standing out in our Friday night Zoom rooms or our trivia nights. Okay, I say. Speaking uh... of our Friday night Zoom, some of our favorite Zoom mm-hmm. moments. I'll say, uh, you know, as I said, trivia. Ross controversially winning the first trivia night we did. <laughs> okay, uh, yes. Is a nomination. In a, a hilarious, controversial fashion with Ross <laughs> uh, uh, getting, uh, with there being two potential, uh, de- depending on what search engine you use, going to get a different answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you're right, right that was know. hilarious uh, uh, from our trivia night, maybe from some of our uh, actual Zoom chats. But how about a, a shirtless Danny from the watering hole, yes. uh, uh, biking yes. and pounding down fucking <laughs> green shakes or whatever the fuck he was drinking every week? Yeah. Uh, I think there was actually a time where Danny was like getting into the shower, too. It was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, there's something like a, a Danny in a towel, you know, fucking Zoom screen going on. I would say in uh, equal ridiculousness, always relying on a good old Shizon showing up blacked out for the old Zoom rooms. <laughs> yes, a blacked out Shizon was always – I mean, honestly, in all honesty, a huge shout-out uh, uh, to Shizon and as well as Accountant Mike as well, who were, uh, uh, I would say, probably both perfect attendance records – from Absolutely. the Friday Zooms, as well, I think, even the Trivia Nights. But uh, uh, both of them, yeah, like a lot of other question. strong faces, your Franleys, your Nettas, maybe, mm-hmm. some of your people. Uh, uh, of course, the uh, the drunken Irish girls. I guess they're going to uh, get their own shout-out for a major I think we refer to them as the Benny Big Balls girls. Okay, yes, of course, Benny's Big Balls and the <laughs> uh, uh, Irish girls having fun every week. But uh, uh, definitely, out of all the great faces, uh, Shizon and Mike, I'd say, Perfect attendance records. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Uh, we also have another award to go to Chad for winning the Halloween special. I would say in that same vein, during the Halloween special, Ron showed up in a whoopee cushion costume. Okay, of course. Is, uh... Yes. Ron, yeah, Ron in his whoopee cushion costume. 
But I think the winner would have to go to, though, uh, coming in while I think while we were talking the subject of Netflix and chill ice cream, Yoon coming in hot, of course, with the uh, pint of Ben and Jerry's Netflix and chill <laughs> ice cream. Yes. Yoon having literally with uh, the ice cream on the freezer on ice. But uh, I think that, like, because me and you uh, had just recorded and talked about it that day, so we hadn't even, like, released yeah. the episode yet. I and it was something that we had, like, just heard about. Look. And Yoon was sitting there fucking eating it already, like. <laughs> but, yeah, the exclusive Netflix and chat ice cream, which is, of course, a popcorn-flavored ice cream with Butterfinger Crunch bits. Or, no, wait, nah. that was ours. In I a forgot. perfect world. Yeah, yeah, in a perfect world. I forgot what those fucking <laughs> idiots Ben and Jerry's decided to do, but they gave you a... Uh, Peanut butter. Oh, yeah, that's right, peanut butter. And it sounded delicious as well. But Yoon said, what, a little too peanut buttery? Was that Yoon? Too peanut buttery. <laughs> too peanut buttery. <laughs> you heard it from Yoon, who's a major foodie, as we talked. But uh, as, we, as, as we talked about on Geeked Up. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely, I'd say, the all-time, the ultimate highlight of our uh, Geeked Up so Zoom Awards goes to Yoon and the Netflix and chill ice cream. So here comes, yeah, congrats, Yoon, for winning the Here Comes the Zoom And I guess Award. another special big shout-out to Ron, uh, a close second for his whoopee cushion, but as well, Boston Ron, for his uh, uh, contributions to the Zoom. Just participation. Yeah, you can always count on a shirt getting pulled up with <laughs> when Ron's on the uh, camera. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. It's between Ron and Shizon, I never use that mute button so much. Yeah. <laughs> but the winner still goes to Yoon, so thanks Correct. to your uh, thanks to your loyal work, but... You had the uh, ice cream, and that, that's fucking a prop always bring wins. Us al- so. Bring us along, though, to our third award, which would be the Deuces and Deed Award. This award goes to our best guest of uh, 2020 <laughs> on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. Of course. So, uh, Andre um, Davi, always a, a nomination. Yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, but uh, we made a lot of new friends, new people on the show uh, this year, and. Uh, I would say the first would go to nomination would go to uh, the Goots, Ray Goots himself, for being our Halloween expert on our uh, Bronx vs. Vampires episode, I want to say. Yeah, I think he kind of just kicked off our Halloween shenanigans anyway. I think it was the uh, Bronx vs. Vampires episode, though. But yeah, of course, he was running the uh, the Haunted House comedy, literally doing a fucking comedy mm-hmm. show in his backyard with the Haunted House attached to like his living room. <laughs> and hope you don't get murdered. Uh, hope that fucking eight <laughs> other public civilians show up and their strength in numbers because... <laughs> But yeah, he wore like a, a harm shirt, sixty day he was a, epic Halloween guest from from the Goots. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, of course, another new friend on the show was a uh, our friend Netta Ronner, host of the Netta Raw podcast. But she was on as our Euro expert for our Eurovision episode of Netflix and Chat. Yes, as our Scandinavian uh, expert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we had writer and director of Timing, uh, Alex Anderson, was on one of our episodes. New friend of the show. Where, oh yeah, uh, like with the said, great movie, one of the uh, one of the hot indie films of the year, as per the Geeked Up list. And uh, not the only bold claim about the movie that the Geeked Up boys made, because <laughs> also dubbing it the uh, best stand-up comedy uh, movie ever made in what could have been a Fat Star Wars Kid nomination for Internet Sensation for the YouTube trailer for that fucking movie. <laughs> with That's the right. uh, Geeked Up boys quote at the leading off the show. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but of course, I think the award, we did have a bunch of new guests, but I think the award would have to go to all of our past guests from our five-year anniversary episode. 
Um, I would say, of course, excluding Ross and Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So do they win the award for the deuces indeed? (laughs) Or are they the only ones that don't win? And I'm confused because they're obviously... Very. We'll never know. This is like an uh, an episode 10 situation where... uh, A sucka MC challenge situation where... (laughs) Is it a good thing that uh, that they fucking are getting... Did they win the deuces indeed or do they lose the deuces indeed? Because they're not included with all of the good guests that we had that day and look not because we don't love him it just seemed that lauren didn't want to be there and ross didn't know he was there <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> that was what we uh, explained earlier when ross said oh yeah oh that was for a podcast i thought we were <laughs> yeah ross had no we idea that he rapping was, uh... eminem <laughs> Yeah, and poor Laura. So, I think that she was. Uh, I think she. It, it always sounds like a good idea to get really high before doing these Zoom chats. But then when the other three <laughs> participants are fucking me, Devin, and Ross, sometimes it's a little hard to get a word <laughs> in edgewise, and uh, you end up just giggling for ten minutes and then saying goodbye. Very true. But uh, so really, congrats to everyone from the five-year episode. You're all winners for the Deuces Indeed Award. Uh, <laughs> Moving us right along, though, would bring us to our uh, our Woo Baby Piss Mob Award, which is uh, <laughs> our nominations for Best Song and Artist of the Year. All right. Yes. And I guess right off the bat, I can my, my first nomination uh, uh, going uh, nominated for an award that's named after them. But of course, from Piss Mob Cuntlet, the uh, newest from <laughs> Piss Mob. I got to say one of the Song of the Year nominations has to be Piss, Mo- uh, Piss Mob's Cuntlet for the Piss Mob Song of the Year uh, award. Very true. Dude, that's a great one. I had one. I was going to say uh, anything on SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Uh, you're well, going to get Dobby some new did, bangers. Like, put out that. a bunch of new songs this year as well, he actually. Did. So, yeah, he did. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In non-hilarious so podcast, uh, so <laughs> we always like to point out yeah. he makes real music. Uh, of course, um, I like to stick would... with the hilarious podcast songs. So my next nomination is going to be Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> Big shout out to Netta Raw, but yeah, yeah, ding dong. Of course, from yeah, Eurovision, smash of hit course. from Will Ferrell from. Uh, um, I got a nominee. She um, didn't make it in the in the first award she was in, but uh, I'm gonna nominate uh, the "What's Inside Your Butthole Kid." Okay, um, song of the year, yeah, for sure. I mean, song of the year. <laughs> she's like uh, 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 Susan Lucci over here. Well, I guess we haven't announced yet, but uh, will she be the fucking old chick that always gets nominated but never wins? And I think it's time to announce the winner, right? And uh, once again, two nominations, no win for What's Inside Your Butthole, Kid, because, of course, the winner of Song of the Year is no one other than Joe Exotic for Here Kitty Kitty. (laughs) All right? Well, I think it's a tie between that and the other Joe Exotic song from the album. Like a man sees a tiger. Um, Both hilariously Millie Vanillied by him. Yeah, both hilariously yes. not him. <laughs> both hilar- my, my theory, toothless redneck, was behind the was the beauty of the uh, the voice behind that beauty. But lyrics by Joe Exotic, much like the geeked up boys. <laughs> yeah, right. but- Which I guess is all that really matters. Uh- <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Joe Exotic wins the Woo Baby Piss Mob Award. Definitely. Um, Congratulations. I guess that'll bring us to another geeked up thing, which would be our. Favorite Netflix and chat movie of the year we watched this year, all right? Okay, our favorite so, Netflix and chat of the year. Of course, of course. And we got some uh, pretty crazy ones. I'll start it off with, uh, 
Of course, fresh on the heels of Halloween, I want to nominate Hubie Halloween. I mean, that's definitely the... It wins the award for most Chandler voices, which somehow there's a lot of Chandler voices on these podcasts. No matter who, no matter what we're watching, somehow we do a lot of Chandler voices. But yet Hubie Halloween has even more than the most, so... No, that was Correct. a hilarious one, I'd say. For me, maybe the most hilarious, however, was uh, uh, Project Power, because it wasn't supposed to be Ugh. funny. <laughs> but that was one of those that really felt like an original Netflix and chat dating all the way back to last year when we started the show. But when we would pick movies intentionally that were you know bad movies, obscure movies that were supposed to be bad, and it was a lot of like the unintentional comedy was the supposed to be the point. This was when mm-hmm. we stopped doing that. Uh, this was one of those. <laughs> you know, we decided yeah. to like choose just good movies, and then this turned yeah. out to be the fucking shittiest and bad and worst of them all. I don't know. I mean, we also had Spencer Confidential in there, pal. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then of course the Hater, uh, which felt uh, very in relevant in the times we were living in right now plus that features the epic heated confrontation the heated debate between me and you about uh i forget what it was yes, about yes yes, was, yes. Uh... <laughs> our twitter the, the, yeah, the, what we uh... do with the internet now um one of my favorites though is because of my epic intro to the episode but uh dolomite is my name yeah uh, i mean potentially my favorite fucking uh uh of the movies of the entire year, to be honest, because we left that off. We didn't really mention any of the Netflix and chat chat movies much Mm -hmm. in our list, but yeah, definitely Dolomite was a killer movie. uh, The Five Bloods. Five Bloods, exactly. Killer movie. But I think we should announce the winner. And of course it's uh, like we said earlier, this guy's going to be sweeping. This guy might be the geeked up boys because like we said, the first binge thing we, everyone did at the beginning of this crazy pandemic was, uh, we all watched Tiger King, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, the sensation that was Tiger King definitely really helped kick us off, the, uh, uh, helped keep us inside for those first couple weeks of coronavirus, but really was, you know, uh, uh, just like one of the most epic specials in terms of unintentional comedy, intentional comedy, like intrigue, excitement, fucking rednecks, like it had it all, and, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like an SNL episode meets a true prime podcast. It was insane, dude. It was uh, yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, so Tiger King and the episode itself it. was real fun. I think it was even was it a two parter? But uh, uh, I think it uh, was a two parter. Yeah, for yeah, me yeah. personally, I guess I had like binge watched the entire thing, like literally leading up up until our recording episode. Like I watched like the last ep- two episodes, like fucking right before hopping on. So it was just like for me, like I had like forty eight hours just in, like pretty much in fucking Oklahoma or wherever the hell that the zoo was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, yes. this is forty-eight hours in the tiger cage, so to speak. So it was just like a a, a fun, just whole fucking inundation of the situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, and I guess that was a crazy moment, which would bring us to our next uh, award: the craziest moments slash revelations of twenty twenty. Uh, of course, <laughs> I mean, not really. Uh, it's going to be a light list for this one because not really anything too nutty happened this year. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll say the, uh, you know, maybe to kick it off, COVID itself was a pretty crazy moment in 2020. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the 
COVID, uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests shutting down uh, uh, parts of Absolutely. you know all over the country, Manhattan here especially, the fucking president uh, uh, tear gassing citizens outside the White House was definitely as crazy of a situation as crazy of a image as you can mm-hmm. possibly imagine. Um, yeah, that I would say the still ongoing, the election shenanigans is how I've written, I've been written down <laughs> election shenanigans. Yep. 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 I mean, the, uh, four seasons landscaping press conference, Giuliani farting <laughs> yeah. in a, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, ongoing <laughs> is definitely putting it lightly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I would say for this one, though, the craziest moment is less of crazy moments and more of revelations and discoveries me and Liam have had this year. So I would say in a four-way tie, it would be uh, us finding out, or Liam, I guess, finding out about Randy Quaid's beard and crazy face, <laughs> uh, Nikki Cox's crazy face. Yeah, Randy, ba- the- Randy, uh, Randy Quaid's crazy beard, Nikki Cox's crazy face. Uh, the fact that Mattis Yahoo doesn't dress like a rabbi anymore. <laughs> and he kind just of like a Hasidic rapper hair. goes, uh, uh, loses the Hasidic. Yeah. Like, how did you not get, and, is, is that, is that allowed? Like, why are the fucking, why aren't the rest of them wearing jeans if this is a thing you can do? <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, uh, my revelation and discovery of the show 60 Days In, where, uh. Okay, Yes. <laughs> A show where I first saw it and was like, why would anybody do this? And now that I've watched two and a half seasons, I'm like, I got to see how you sign up for the show. <laughs> why would Layla Ali do it, if anybody? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, of That's... course, the voluntary uh, uh, jail sentence definitely makes for some great reality TV. And, uh, it really does. I-, I-, I watched the first season with one of the great heels of all time with the teacher that faked a stomach injury to get out oh, of the yeah, situation yeah, yeah. and then claimed that he, like, it pulled an all-time Trumpian move. Uh, I just claimed that he, like, totally crushed it. And he said, what are you kidding me? Me and C-Dog, we're going to be running the cell block. Like, what are you... Uh... But uh, I, I hear tell that there was a similar character in, in uh, the most recent season. In season well. five on Netflix, there's a guy who is literally in there for, like, 12 hours dude he's like uh, under he's like the seventh mysterious one that no one knows about and he literally goes in there and he's like i've read enough books that any real convict he takes a nap right when he gets in so he goes in a bunk he falls asleep when he wakes up he like hears two convicts talking about drugs and he's like oh job done i didn't need it i could have done i did this in 12 hours i didn't need 60 days does like the exit thing is like <laughs> for the cameras and then just like the producers call him or he like calls the producers and he's like hey look pull me out of here now now, or I'm just going to stand on a table and say that I'm a spy and there's six other spies in here. <laughs> <laughs> so what, like after he woke up from his nap, he's like, all right, my job yeah. here is done. I'm, I'm 100%. I'm he's finished. like, could these guys be like, I'm going to have acid in here in a week? And he's like, oh, I got to tell the sheriff now. <laughs> it was like, I did my job. Oh, oh he like thought that hours. he was like, because uh, you're not supposed to just like, you're not, I mean, we'll talk about 60 Days In on our next Deaked Up episode, maybe. Uh, I, I guess now I have to watch this episode. But, uh, I mean, you're not, you're, like, the idea isn't to, like, spend your 60 days trying to, like, fucking, you know, round up gossip on the other guys. It's to, like, see if you can make it or not. It's not like, oh, I've got good intel, like, perfectly. 
Oh, dude, it was uh, hilarious. He literally took a nap and then flipped the fuck out. Like, that is the best move, though, honestly. If you ever, like, he did, know, like, watch enough jail specials. If you are trying to pass it as somebody that is, didn't do it, or I guess if, if you fall asleep, they think the cops think you did do it, but the other inmates will think that you're uh, more on the level if you come in and just fucking go to sleep, like, you don't give a shit, you know? Mm hmm. Exactly. But the cops exactly. then will think that you did it. That's like a major tale where the cops always look for the most relaxed fucking uh, uh, suspect is always <laughs> yeah. the one that they know did it. If the guy comes in and takes a nap, he's like, all right, dude, he knows he's caught. It's fucking done. Might as well just get comfy. Yeah. Make yeah. the most of it. Um, so, yeah. So, four-way win for that one. <laughs> congrats to uh, Nikki Ka- Long time <laughs> since Randy Quaid's won anything, I'm sure. So, congrats to him. Um... Bring us to our next award, which would be the uh, the Mel Gibson Career Suicide of the Year Award. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess starting on once, much like Piss Mob, nominated for a category that's named after him. But can I kick it off sure. with Mel Gibson's latest rant? I mean, didn't he go on like another fucking uh, what was this one yeah, about? Like homos and like AIDS or something? Like gay people and Jewish people. Okay, I mean, of you course, know. back well, to the Jews. With the classics, like, you know yeah. what I mean? He knows what he knows what works for him. <laughs> you know, he knows what we like. Because, uh, but this was, yeah, but this was another just like, uh, I mean, and, and again, like, you know, who's shocked on the set of like when Mel Gibson goes on like a, like a homophobic rant on, on set. That's one of <laughs> yeah, those just like, yeah. man, like, how did we not see this coming? <laughs> you know? For sure. Absolutely. Um, there it's was like a the lot grizzly of- man getting eaten by a fucking grizzly bear in Alaska, you know, <laughs> just like, man, I really should have. The irony is I, almost too perfect in this situation. I would say a funny one that's kind of recent now too, uh, much like Christian Bale, but there's that audio recording of like Tom Cruise yelling at the crew on set for like not following uh, COVID rules, okay, which is yeah. like, which is like a fair enough point. But he's like, "Yo, I'll be fucking fine." Blah blah blah. But if you know anything, like me and Liam have friends like in the film industry, and if you know people that like work on crews like on sets they're not like artsy people they're basically construction workers right <laughs> so these fucking guys are getting yelled at by like this five foot two fucking yeah, dude like, like you know there's like, like guys like yeah exactly they're probably like jesus christ shut the fuck up and most of them have quit and like now like most of them are like dude we quit like yeah yeah <laughs> i mean obviously i'm not sure where that's being filmed too but it's just like you know there are red state maniacs in every i think that's in england where that's mm-hmm. being filmed yeah they're filming but, in, england, in yeah. england yeah but there are like you know red state maniacs in every uh uh, in every country, you know, so there's like anti-maskers and people that don't just, you know, they just don't really give a shit at the same level. And if, you know, you got Tom Cruise breaking your balls for it. But yeah, that was a hilarious video and uh, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, uh, maybe career suicide, but tough year for Ellen. Finally, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the world finding yeah, out yes. what a bitch Ellen is, which made me very much to my uh, delight. Everybody finally turning uh, turning heel on Ellen. I would, uh, I totally agree with that. And yeah, I'm very happy to see that. I would also say kind of another crazy one though, but as, uh, have you ever seen any, this could have made the viral videos too, but any of these Britney Spears videos where she just seems like a brainwashed maniac, like pleading for help. Like no. it's just her walking around like all like pilled out and like crazy looking. And it's fucking <laughs> Still? Didn't, didn't she win yeah. like the 2013 and, uh, the 2013 through 2017 well, celebrity meltdown that, award like, here on the show? I think, they're they're trying to push that like her dad has her hostage like he owns all like the rights to her so it's i uh, mean that's been going on for a while though anyway the same thing with her dad is fucking 
But well, now she's uh, putting out videos. I guess. I mean, speaking of uh, like Britney, an old familiar for his uh, for yet another uh, career suicide year for Kanye for his presidential oh, for sure. election running off the rails, and then him running mm-hmm. off the rails like bashing Harriet Tubman and fucking uh, uh, claiming a, a million dollars for all mother uh, for all people with babies and all of the nuttiness yes, that was Kanye, his Twitter account <laughs> in general. Um, another great one. This kind of just. It seems like it would fit uh, the right, kind of in the Mel Gibson line of things. But Kyle Larson is a NASCAR driver, and they okay, did like yeah. this uh, online like video game charity event where they were like playing NASCAR and like Xbox Live. And in the in the audio, you can hear Kyle Larson was like, "Can you guys hear me? Ah, oh, you're all a bunch of dumb." And then says the N word. <laughs> and then some other driver is like, "Dude, you're broadcasting live. We can all hear you." He's like, "Oh, uh, uh." Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going out live on Twitch right now, you dude. Yeah, you dumb. That's fuck. a good way to test the mic, though. Uh, uh, <laughs> N words, N words, one, two, one, two, N words, one, two, one, two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's probably just treating it like a regular NASCAR like radio frequency. <laughs> I bet there's not a lot of N words getting dropped on the uh, uh, t- on the uh, online NASCAR game fucking circuit. The dudes that are playing NASCAR online from various oh, parts I, of I Alabama. I'm sure like that the, red, the I meant more like the regular radio frequency, like at NASCAR. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, this is on like the actual the NASCAR thing. This wasn't the. Uh... This was like a video game, but it was all NASCAR oh, okay. drivers like driving the cars. Oh, oh, I see. It was one of those. Yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the only other person that... This is kind of embarrassing, but we got to throw out uh, Nate Robinson for getting knocked out by YouTuber okay, Jake yeah, Paul. yeah, for sure. Definite career suicide in the in the uh, uh, a- athletic respect category. Like, there's no way... Like, literally all of the great dunks and athletic achievements that he pulled off as, like, an NBA superstar at 5'8 five, at five or whatever... Out the window to getting knocked out by a YouTube douche. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I guess we could say, though, the winner, I think, of this one uh, would have to be just the galloping doe and her pretentious friends all singing Believe. Oh, I'm sorry. All singing Imagine by John Lennon <laughs> in one of the most cringeworthy displays of 2020. Yeah, Gal Gadot and all the dopes that were in the inset video. <laughs> but the best yeah. thing about that video, too, was, like, how quickly the entire world turned on it. Like, there was not, like, one minute of anybody holding that with any fucking genuine... Uh... Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, my Alexa just started playing it, dude. <laughs> oh, hilarious. That wasn't even you. No, that was uh, the terrifying world we live in. <laughs> but uh, I didn't want to say big congrats, but uh, you get the Mel Gibson Career Suicide Award, Gal Gadot, for uh, aye, aye, aye. bringing us to, which I think is uh, another category, which I think she gets to fall into, is also uh, our Villains of Corona 2020 <laughs> um, Award. Villains of the Year? Correct. Or Super Villains kinda- of the Year Award? This kind of goes to the worst person of the year, and I want to kick it off again. Another double nominee, but Gal Gadot and the dope singing Imagine. <laughs> I think. I mean, we all turned on him pretty quick. I'll definitely. Yeah. Oh man. 
I mean, there were a couple of the more traditional uh, great heels of the year, but like the Machine Gun Couple and, uh, uh, of course, the the various Karens. Pick your favorite Karen. Uh, I guess I'm Mm -hmm. still going OG Central Park Karen. Central Uh, Park Karen is uh, definitely one of the villains (laughs) of the year. Um, Some other ones that fell in other categories, but obviously the obvious one, Trump, of course. But then you got uh, Kanye West, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, I would say are both villains. Um, okay, yeah, definitely. Definitely Ellen anyway. I would say any anti-maskers, which I guess I'm nominating the whole state of Florida. And Ron DeSantis is <laughs> yeah, I was going to say DeSantis uh, and the shady mayor of Vegas definitely get their names in the nomination pool. Uh-huh. What about the uh, – we covered them very early on in quarantine, but the country music star concert guy okay. who was, like, in the height of quarantine was just like, I'm throwing old concert. Yeah, yeah. He would just pot up How about uh, uh, Rudy – how about two from the sports world? But Rudy Gobert uh, kicking this whole thing off before there was a lockdown, mocking the potential oh, of the situation, touching all the microphones, and then being the first player to come down with coronavirus and having the entire season get canceled, like, literally because he came down with it you know it's of course I mean, not doesn't he win fault, the funniest person but... doesn't he win the funniest person of the year though? <laughs> like... i mean i think the funniest person might go to uh, uh ex-met justin turner who caught co- who came down with coronavirus like in the or, or you know they had his confirmed case acknowledged in like the ninth inning of the world series and then after his team won went out and celebrated anyway uh, uh despite despite knowing that he had coronavirus was out there like literally taking maskless maskless pictures with fucking uh, teammates and shit um that's a good one dude i would also say though for the i think the winner of the corona villains of the year though are also two funny guys uh, I'm talking about you and me, of course, for uh, watching the movie Cuties and then doing a <laughs> review about it. <laughs> I mean, are we officially villains for... Uh... <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in villain territory. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make us creeps because we watch the... Uh... No, I guess you're right, though. Anybody that perpetuated Cuties uh, coming on in the world. <laughs> and especially me, because I like ranked them and I did a fuck, Mary kill based on them. So I guess... <laughs> I'm a, uh, <laughs> I guess I definitely can't sing fucking too much sympathy <laughs> over here. But good call, good call. Anybody, I'd say anybody involved in the filming uh, as well, though, okay? I'm not, if, if, uh, if we're going down, well, we're taking down somebody with us, okay? Any male above the age of 14 that liked the movie <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also a villain. Anyone was like, oh, it was great. I don't know what anyone's talking about. Um, so controversial award there to uh, me and Liam. And I guess speaking of controversial awards would be our next uh, category, which would be the uh, the, P- <laughs> the Peter Dinklage Short Award. <laughs> <laughs> the, sh- the, the best short of the year? All right, the Peter Dinklage Short of the Year Award goes... Uh, uh, I guess a couple good nominations for uh, for this one, but the uh, most recently the Trey Anastasio Beacon Jams short documentary about that amazing run that he did in the crowdless Beacon Theater on like eight straight Fridays, and then a, a really cool YouTube documentary based on that is going on. A short film of the year. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, I was kind of say too, the uh, comedy like I talked about it, but that big comedy special, that viral thing that was at the beginning, everyone's short, like little 15 minutes bit or interview they did 
are all nominees for the uh, Peter Dinklage Short Award to me. Yeah, any like uh, uh, okay, yeah, any uh, uh, anything on a webcast, any in, in individual bit on a webcast. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, what about uh, you? Could say that La Chapelle special that came out on Netflix. It was only what twenty three minutes long. Okay, yeah, um, I would consider that a short. Definitely eight forty six. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it was like under 20 minutes and also not really a comedy special, but definitely a Chappelle special and definitely definitely worth watching, especially at the time. For sure. But, and I would even say under normal circumstances, too, that would be the winner of this award. But out of left field came something we didn't know what we needed, uh, didn't know what we wanted, but it turns out we needed. And, of course, <laughs> I'm talking about the winner of this year's award would be the uh, – 15-minute short film of, called Recipe of Seduction. Mario Lopez, of course, playing Colonel Sanders. A sleeveless <laughs> Mario Lopez as Colonel yeah. Sanders. Uh, Dude, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so, Yeah, congratulations on the Pinglish, Peter Dinklage short of the year. For, yeah, big year uh, for Mario Lopez. You accepting know, got, this award uh, is a sleeveless Mario Lopez. Is a sleeveless screech. Back. We couldn't get Mario Lopez, but we have a sleeveless screech uh, uh, accepting the award. To accept yeah. the award. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, and, and the cashier at Popeye's is uh, couldn't get a KFC guy. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, I would say to round this all out, the final award, the geeked up man of the year. Um, this is for the you know, standout person of the year. Uh, of course, I'm going to kick it off with, uh, you know, I'm trying to win three awards here. Me and Liam for uh, bringing you guys Geeked Up Podcast through the pandemic. <laughs> and it was one of those, like, whirlwind because we, uh, 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 America loves a good comeback story. And we rose like a <laughs> phoenix after the whole cuties disaster. And we didn't yes. let that get us down. We apologized <laughs> and we confronted our demons. <laughs> and now we've righted the ship. But uh, uh, I guess uh, uh, maybe coming in right behind us in significance, but Dr. Fauci, he was pretty good. Sure. <laughs> I guess he deserves some credit as well. But of I course, uh, Dr. Fauci, how about any healthcare worker? Again, coming mm-hmm. in slightly backseat to me and you, but any healthcare worker throughout the coronavirus pandemic? You know, like uh, uh, pick a nurse and then uh, uh, they could represent the entire healthcare industry. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm throwing my sister and my cousin in there then. Um, what about, we mentioned him earlier, what about Colin Quinn? Big year for him. And also we're just fans. I guess yeah. in that same, I mean, I guess I'll, that same page, you know, I'll throw out a Kurt Russell just because uh, you and me have gone on a weird Kurt Russell binge recently. Yeah, that's true. Hateful Aid. Uh, uh, you you got to see this bone tomahawk, folks. <laughs> Fucking yeah, crazy. Honestly. Honestly. Um, who else? How about got? maybe Borat, uh, like for another celebrity, but like in terms sure. of like a, a real comedic impact, like we said, as well as he did the. If you want to do Sasha Baron Cohen, he did the other mm-hmm. uh, Chicago Seven as well. But in terms Correct. of you know Borat for a uh, just a hilarious movie, but you know with the political impact of the whole Giuliani thing, and really just the crazy nature of what he did you know what i mean like the Dude, that uh, and just like character and commitment to, and all that kind of shit 100 like, and being able to pull that off for like a second time too like that's one of those things where you're just like right, this is never gonna work like yeah it was funny the first time but the joke's gotta be over and no just come back and like own it for sure 
But I think I'd have to maybe, say... Uh, maybe, uh, how about like a, a much like, you know, picking a uh, your sister and cousin representing all the healthcare workers, but maybe, you know, George Floyd being the face of the Black Lives Matter movement, or if you want to pick, you know, a, a representative of that being really the man of the, you know, the, the person of the year, or uh, uh, somebody, Dude, maybe uh... the other geeked up boys can represent <laughs> the, uh, just they can be the face of the Black Lives Matter movement here on the Geeked Up Podcast. A lot of good nominees for this one, you know what I mean? Very people less deserving, like Humbling. you and me, and very deserving of Great this politicians, Biden, Kamala Harris, first African-American, <laughs> first female uh, vice president nomination, first African-American vice president nomination, maybe AOC, political, you know, uh, tiger with a future, with a great future in America. Well, that's, that's a great point, man, because you did say the word tiger, and it's not AOC. <laughs> But uh, the really the winner of this award is the man that's really sweeped up the geeked up awards, and that's going to be, of course, the man here is Joe Exotic. Because without that psychopath, we would never have gotten Tiger King or the documentary. Yeah, I mean that really songs. was the uh, yeah. If there was if there was a, a, a bigger highlight of 2020 than Tiger King and and the shenanigans of Joe Exotic. Fucking uh, uh, eat your heart out, Kamala Harris, because (laughs) (laughs) uh, a toothless husband, shirtless husband, far more hilarious than Biden as a running partner. All right. So sorry, my cousin and sister who have been out there uh, in the front lines. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Exotics is a pretty funny guy, dude. <laughs> Did you fucking remember that goddamn uh, uh, armless zookeeper? <laughs> fucking, yeah. uh, there was the one guy eating weak old bologna. I mean, the fucking. We got Carol Baskins and her cuck husband. It's uh, <laughs> everything about that guy. I think, didn't fucking the uh, other creep get arrested as well? Did we cover that on Geeked Up? But who was yeah, like the other he, animal he, guy that, like, the, like, the, uh, like uh, animal guy like to Doc the stars? Harris or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. Doc Antle. Ansel Harris. Doc Antle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he went he, down. Uh, 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 I think he did too. The other guy. Well, though, they obviously like, like aired that documentary, and they're like, "Oh shit, that guy's running a cult. Like, we got to get in there." <laughs> Honestly, that has <laughs> happened a couple times in 2020. Really, since the R. Kelly documentary, I don't know if that was 2020 or last year, but that literally like they year. fucking broke that. Like they like went in with you know with the uh, the law went in as a response to that, and then this year we saw the uh, Patton Oswalt you know whole story where mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, you know that case was kind of solved due to popularity and you know interest and stuff uh, uh and awareness being raised about it so we've seen a lot of that yeah. really especially because he got away with killing his wife <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, uh yeah i guess yeah, I, I can't argue there about the geeked up man <laughs> of the year being exotic joe from the tiger king the tiger king himself of course and that's going to wrap up then the 125th uh, first ever geeked up 2020 COVID awards. <laughs> yes, and I guess and a, a, a 2020 year that we're looking forward to uh, moving on from. However, when you talk, when you look at it like uh, uh, the last you know hour and a half of us talking about it, uh, not so bad. We had some laughs along the yeah. way. Sounds like laughs. we had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I would do it again if I had to in 2021. You know, uh, I don't know if that's going to uh, be. I don't know if that's going to be a hot take, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this will be, uh, of course, our last show of 2020. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus. You know, <laughs> have a Happy New Year. If there's any movies, TV shows, or other nominees that you think we should have awarded, 
Email us in, of course, at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, you know, like us, uh, like and rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps us get more plays. Yes, new to the Geeked Up Podcast in 2020. All of our, our YouTubes, our various platforms, mm-hmm. all that shit. So enjoy all but, that. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed this one. As well, well actually, I should holidays. say that on uh, YouTube as well, I'm going to uh, put together a best of 2020 YouTube playlist of some of the clips that are already on YouTube. But put up some of the Excellent. best ones from the year as a playlist and check out some of the real highlights of the year here on the Geeked Up Show. So be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big thanks to everybody that listened this year or was a part of the show in any way. Everyone was on the Zooms. Thank you so much for that. But uh, keep us sending those emails, liking us on iTunes, reviewing us, Facebook, and uh, we'll see you guys in 2021. And listen, it's the holiday season, so I know you're not working tomorrow. Why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Woo, baby. Hey! Woo, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.